Welcome to What You Talking About. Today's guest is Ariel Lowen, a two-time CrossFit Games athlete who will be going back for a third time later this year after just securing third place at semi-finals earlier this month. Known as the fittest mum in America, Ariel chats to us about her almost 10-year CrossFit career, winning semi-finals and a Games event and training all on her own. I loved this chat and hope you do too. We really hope you enjoy. Please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new content and episodes. Ariel Owen, thank you so, so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you. First of all, where are you from? I am from the south of England, so down south, sunny by the beach, very nice, very hot at the moment, which is unheard of. <laughs> so it's really nice to chat to people, you know, halfway across the world. Yeah, I love it. It's actually super hot today here as well. We go in Fahrenheit, but it's almost 100 degrees. I don't know what that is. What's it for you guys today? Uh, it's about 28 degrees, not Fahrenheit, Celsius. Okay. Celsius, gotcha. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, the conversion. This is this yeah. is the issue we have watching CrossFit, trying to convert pounds to kilos. That's yeah. that's the issue. That's probably my most searched Google term, like <laughs> pounds to kilos. <laughs> what is it? So. I love it. Well, it's funny because the Dubai games always do kilos and mm-hmm. I've got to do the same thing, convert it over. So you just get one one event where you it understands your lingo yeah it's it's great though and you get used to it you kind of think oh actually I know roughly what this is now so you can like watching semi-finals you know you get to a point you're like oh I know what that is I got it so, you're learning you yeah um but yeah talking of semi-finals you're you're fresh out and um, third place going back to the games how are you feeling I'm actually feeling good. I semifinals went well. I have no complaints because I qualified. I took a week off, kind of ate whatever I wanted, was lazy, did basically anything I wanted. And then this is the first week back into it. So it felt like Monday was just like sweat all the sugar out of me. Tuesday, I started to feel a little bit more normal. And then today, Friday was just a normal training day. And I felt like my old pre-semifinal self, as goofy as that is. <laughs> But Monday officially starts the like hard games training. And then I'll do basically six to seven weeks, super hard. So this was my last week of chill, just have fun, just move, just sweat. And then we're going to go hard Monday. Yeah, I love the, the nervousness in your voice. You're like, yeah, I'm excited, but actually. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I am really excited because I genuinely... I love the journey. Like the CrossFit Games is fun, but the training at home with my training partner is so much fun, but it hurts so bad. <laughs> so it's like, a, I would way rather be training for the games though than not make it to the games and be in a slump of, okay, I have to wait till February when the Open starts. Mm-hmm. So there's goods and bads to all of it. It is, and it, it's so exciting. And I think it was really nice. Uh, what I love this year, obviously at semifinals over the last few years, we've had, similar events um with across all of the regions but this year obviously it was the exact same for everyone yes did you and obviously you were kind of towards the the back end of, of the weekends how did you find watching everyone do the exact same thing and then having to go in do you find it like more pressure I found it good so I went second week there were three different weeks it was awesome for me because I got to watch the first week and get a rough amount of, okay, what are the times taking them? What are the numbers? How does that play into me? I got 
I got to watch people make mistakes. I got to watch people do really well and kind of learn from them. And then Europe, I feel like was the last week. I didn't really watch it all because I felt like I was over it. I've already done these workouts. I know the pain. I've qualified. It doesn't matter. But week one, I was glued to my phone watching all the girls' heats, all the guys' heats. And then I competed and Europe was cool to watch bits and pieces, but I didn't watch it as much as first week. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I watched it all, you know, as I say, glued to it. But what I really liked, because I think obviously normally you're just competing against, you know, your however many competitors in that event. But do you kind of feel like you're actually competing against everyone in the world because you're doing the same events and they're giving like worldwide scores and records? Do you feel like you're actually competing against a lot more people than you are? Yeah, in some of the workouts, a thousand percent, like the event two with the burpee jump overs and the Linda. But the first event was the only one I didn't really compare myself at all because it's all relative to is the floor sticky or will it glide a little bit more like Europe's times blew me away with how good they did at event one and I'm just praying that like please tell me their floors were slipperier than ours because <laughs> our times were not that good it was funny to watch and I know there's a lot of talk about that isn't it because it is all about you know, what equipment you have and what circumstances, but does it make right. it harder then to compare yourself, I suppose, because you're like, oh, actually, no, it was the same, but it wasn't. Yeah, on that event, yeah, it makes it a lot harder to compare myself. And I try not to feel sorry for myself. Like I have to lie to myself and say, okay, the sled moved a little bit nicer. That's why they finished six minutes faster than I did. But it's hard not to compare yourself especially in the ones that were exactly the same. Yeah. But it is, it's fun because it's fun to see like, okay, this is where I did good. Awesome. I'm right where I need to be. Okay. This is where I need to work on a little bit. Okay. Don't be discouraged. I have six weeks of hard training before the games. Let's fix that hole. So I found quite a few holes that give me motivation to work on leading up to the games. Mm -hmm. It's all a learning curve, I suppose, isn't it? Um, what right. I love is that I think in the last few years, obviously as a fan of CrossFit and listening and watching you, in the last few years you've Thank been you. such a prominent name. You know, everyone talks about you a lot. Is it? Was it? You were doing regionals back in 2014, which I think yeah. is mad. Like I think people forget that you've been in the game for so long. Um, what's it like, kind of looking back at 2014? Was that your first year of CrossFit as well? Was it your first Open? <laughs> My first open was 2013. I started in 2012, kind of learned all the movement. 2013, they convinced me to do the open. First open workout I did, I took pre-workout 30 minutes before. Worst idea ever. <laughs> End up throwing it up all over the place. <laughs> but 2014 was the first year I could do all the movements. I could do double unders. I could do ring muscle ups. And then that's the year I qualified for regionals. And I tried for regionals 2014 to 2018. And just, you know, I would get 12th or I'd get 10th, always not close enough to qualify. But yeah, like you said, I, I've been in it a long time. Like I did regional Linda back in 2018 when it was with the barbell and not with dumbbells. Did you watch the regionals back then? Yeah, I was a bit late to the game, but I then got to the point where I became so obsessed. So just rewatched everything, <laughs> which is obviously <laughs> the beauty of CrossFit because they post everything. So yeah, I did. Yep. I kind of was late, probably 
you know 2018 start well yeah 2018 probably was the year I started watching actually um but that okay. was the year so you were pregnant right and you didn't know when you were competing at regionals that year yeah I was about six to eight weeks pregnant so and it's so wild to think about when I think back and reflect my body felt weird all of 2018 regionals when I competed but it wasn't until competition ended Sunday Monday flying home was exactly when all the pregnancy sickness hit me so it was like God gave me one more day of normalcy. Okay, you're done competing now. Here's the morning sickness. Here's the extreme fatigue. Here's the feeling different. So it like waited exactly until the Monday regionals was over. Did you still kind of, once you had your daughter and you were like back in it, did you still have that same goal? Was it always like, I'm going to still get back to regionals or semifinals or whatever it is? Was it still, did anything change in the process? Obviously a lot changed, but in, in terms of your long-term goals, I suppose, to get to the games. I had quote unquote retired once I found <laughs> out I was pregnant. I had the awesome maiden name of, my name was Ariel Armstrong. So to me, I was like, that's the perfect CrossFit jersey. Okay, I'm retiring. I'm going to retire my last name, be a full-time mom, be a good wife. Like everything that comes with, getting married, having a family, just like lean into. And so I just focused on health. So what was health for me like at that season was trying to show up to the gym three to five times a week, trying to eat healthy and just focus on like losing some weight, toning back down. So I looked quote unquote healthy. And then it was just amazing how focusing on health led me to looking great, feeling great. Okay. Let's try the open okay, the open felt good. Let's try quarterfinals. And so it was so much more fun because it was not expected at all versus before I had, I tried really hard to make it back in the regionals days. <laughs> Is it true that when you went to the Granite Games, uh, 20, it must've been 2021, you were just kind of in yeah. to get a brand new name plaque for your new house? Yeah, which I had trained. So don't let me fool you. <laughs> I had still... Worked out hard because I didn't want to show up and look foolish, <laughs> but never in a million years would I have believed if you told me, hey, you're going to win it and you're going to qualify for the game. Like even my husband, if he would have told me like, hey, you've done enough regionals, you've competed enough, focus on being a wife. I like, I would have listened to him and declined the invitation and done that. And even before we left for the event, someone asked me like, what does life look like after after semifinals when you compete at the Granite Games and I was like I don't know I guess I go back to training and Dylan's like what do you mean after my husband's name is Dylan he's like after that we just come home and go on with life like we both were in this season of no expectation to qualify or go further but it was so special just the way it happened and the unexpectedness of it I remember winning Granite Games they take you back for a drug test. There's a few interviews. You get fitted for your cool noble clothes. And then me and my husband just walking back to our hotel room after all the chaos. And we both just like, it makes me emotional. We both just laid on the bed and cried because we were just like, what just happened? We're so happy. This is like such a blessing. And we just, we're both in awe and let all the feels and emotions just take over. It was so incredible to watch. And I think particularly that event because you had also like in particular Mal and Emma Carey kind of 
who were everyone was talking about them so much and how they'd been amazing as teens obviously they are still teenagers but like they're going right. into their first individual and everyone was there was so much buzz about that event in general and then you kind of just swoop on in like yeah cool and like <laughs> look so casual I'm gonna beat these girls it's so funny but I hadn't even came in the same thing I had made my own fake leaderboard and said okay there's only five spots there's gonna be Mal there's gonna be Emma Alessandra Pacelli Christy O'Connell like those are the five spots let's try and get top 10 mm-hmm. so I was even the same way people were just hyping up Emma and Mal and of course I was doing the same thing but it wasn't until Sunday like people started to talk to me like oh wait you should interview that girl she's right in the mix with them that they were like crap we don't even know who this is <laughs> so that was kind of fun but I'd way rather I'd way rather prove people that like I'm working hard doing the right things by actions than to have all this hype around me and there's no actions behind it I think that's amazing did you was there a moment I suppose on the Sunday like when you were like oh actually I could not only qualify for the games which I'm sure was would have been amazing but actually I could win this do you remember like what moment that was where you were like oh this might be a bit more than I expected (laughs) I think I was going into the last event I was tied for first with Emma Carey and I this sounds awful I really didn't care if I won or not so I went into it and I remember just thinking the last event was rope climbs and dumbbell devil's press and I remember just thinking like hey three more devil's press and you're going to the games two more because at that point I had already gotten a qualifying spot and that's all I cared about so to win first was just like I didn't even want this but I'll take it (laughs) this is awesome and I suppose actually timing wise of getting to the games you did it in a in a great year because obviously 2020 they didn't really have a game you know it's only five people and I suppose getting in there was still a lot of restrictions. There was still a lot of like COVID testings and things. How was that like, what was it like as an overall experience for your first games? The first experience of the games was kind of scary, as bad as it sounds. It started with the one mile swim in open water. And I had never really swam in open water before, but it just scared, it's, it legit scared me because there's 40 guys, 40 girls, three, two, one, go everybody's kicking each other and swimming you can't see if you look down because the water is so gross you can't breathe because you're in water so I remember just being terrified (laughs) but it got better as it went on but the first year was a lot of like oh wow we have 30 minutes rest now we're doing another event oh my gosh it's just a lot of firsts and realizing how intense the games really are and mentally I don't think I was ready for it physically I think I did fine but mentally it was a lot. And it was Dave Castro. You know Dave Castro. Yeah. Very dramatic. Very <laughs> much like, let's do five rounds instead of four. So he made it a little bit more dramatic too. Whereas Boz just felt very relaxed, very mm-hmm. chill this year. Have yeah. you, what did you think, um, Castro versus Boz from a spectator? I think I missed the drama a little bit as a spectator. Um, but I yep. also like the way I like the programming now I like that there's a lot of new things um going involved but I think they're very different um right yeah I think as you know as watching the games particularly from afar when there's a lot kind of going on in documentaries and things I really like the Castro effect was really great 
Um, so I suppose it's really cool that you got to experience that though, right? Even though it was potentially harder because he just throws you, <laughs> throws you right. different things all the time. Right. Yeah. Very dramatic. That's a great way to put it. Whereas Boz was just very chill. He's like, we're not trying to kill you. We're just trying to showcase your fitness. <laughs> showcase your fitness. That's a good way of putting it as well, I suppose. Isn't, yeah. isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, you're going to really hurt, but we're just showcasing it. Yeah. Go have fun <laughs> as we take off for the capital. <laughs> At that event. I want to talk about that actually, but I suppose 2021, did you feel how much or how much pressure did you feel because you'd won a semi-final did you think there was more pressure because you had been kind of at the top of that region no which is great um I think a lot of people they still do they don't really give me much credit just to say like oh she's a mom she's not a part of a training camp so I've never really been like placed high on rankings or placed high on people's predictions not that i watch them or listen to it final day 20 girls made it to Sunday and top 20 got paid so my goal going into the games was hey let's make it to Sunday and let's go home with a paycheck so not much pressure but top 20 yeah which is great and I think people probably forget as well the payment side of of the games because right. I know you spoke about this quite recently in an interview as well but people forget that you don't you don't get paid unless you obviously get to this certain spot so that's actually a really interesting way of looking at it that you weren't looking to win you weren't looking you were like I'm gonna get paid (laughs) and it's the first time I've ever gotten paid for CrossFit and I've been doing it since 2012 so it was just cool to be like I don't care if I go home with two thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars it's more money than I've ever gotten from CrossFit before yeah great that was fun um so going in after kind of 2021 you've had your first games experience is it straight away right let's go 2022 start the season again we're going back to the games is it that's the goal straight away yeah once I had a little taste of it and realized like okay this is what I need to work on I can compete with this girls it was like if I feel healthy let's go back but I've been very blessed after the games, I got invited to Rogue Invitational and then Wadapalooza. So I've had these fun off-season competitions as well to keep me still competing with the best and seeing like, okay, what's my weakness? Okay, let's work on that and hopefully get back to the games. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of a different experience with semifinals, not making it, last chance qualifiers and everything. How right. is that kind of going into it again? Like, I suppose going into semifinals, did you have a goal again was the goal just to get to the games at that point or did you think all right okay podiums last year I could do it again this year what were your thoughts going into that last year last year I think I came in a lot too confident so people had predicted me to be third maybe second and I I didn't sell out on I feel like any of the events other than the one I got second place in so there was a lot of like pride I had to put aside after I didn't qualify it was really painful so I was like okay you thought you trained hard but now looking back you were comfortable you were like of course I'll make it to the games I did good at Wadapalooza I made it to the games last year but it was super eye-opening and such a great experience because from that I changed a lot of my programming because it showed a lot of holes it made me more motivated to train hard for the last chance qualifier And then I showed up to the games way more thankful because I gotten in with a a backdoor slot. And then now it was like being at the games all over again. 
and I'm coming in last year, 2012, 2022, sorry. Coming in from the last chance qualifier, I basically come in in last place amongst all the girls. So it was fun to be like, okay, I'm coming in ranked last. Let's move up to 20th. Oh, okay. Let's move up to top 10 and just kind of like work my way up as we went. How hard is it doing the last chance qualifier as well, obviously as a last chance, because it goes from being in this really competitive atmosphere where you've got loads of adrenaline and fans and everything to get you through to doing it on your own via video. Like what was that like? in terms of being like, okay, this is it. Yeah, you're exactly right. It was, okay, here's four workouts. Do your best, submit them. And at two o'clock, the leaderboard will show if you did good or bad. So it was scary initially, but I was overwhelmed by the support. I live in Midland, Texas of the Midland community. I posted on my social media. People knew I didn't qualify for the games. I was like, hey, I'm doing the last chance qualifier. I'll do this workout at 3 p.m. And I'm going to come back and do this one at 7 p.m. If you want to come watch, cheer me on. Doors are open. Just please, like, don't talk to me while I'm warming up. You can talk to me after. And I was blown away. I would have 50 to 100 people there who just showed up just to say, like, hey, you got this. We support you. And would just cheer me on the whole time. So it felt like the most special crowd I could have ever asked for because it's people who they saw me not qualify. They knew I was sad. They knew I was discouraged. And they're like, hey, I'm going to show up to support you, to cheer for you, to be there for you. And it was the most heartwarming thing. I'm so glad I didn't qualify through syndicate because I got like such a like a happy heart, warm heart feeling from just seeing everybody who showed up just to be there for me and that is that's is crossfit it's finest yeah right? it's moments exactly. like that exactly so 2022 games obviously you go and you say you're building up the leaderboards you come in pretty hot with a event win talking mm-hmm. through that moment because I suppose again you're one of these names that people talk about you but it's maybe not she's gonna win all the events or she's right. gonna win so you kind of come in as a bit of an underdog and then right. win this event what was that like? It was such a fun event to watch as well. It was so fun. I Coming into it, I, I remember lining up before they say like, stand by and beep. And I look and I see Laura Horvath on my, re- on my left. And then I look over and see Tia Toomey on my right. And I just remember being like, I hope someone takes a picture because <laughs> if nothing else, it's so cool to watch these athletes on the TV for years. And now I'm standing right in the middle of them. So there's a complete awe. And then I'm like, every workout I approach is like, just go by feel. So I went by feel, it felt good. So I kept pushing. And then like, next thing I know, I'm head to head to head with Tia. And I'm like, Tia's, me and Tia are going head to head. Okay, this is crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm in the lead. Okay, beat Cara Saunders time. And then just finishing and just surreal the whole time. I was just waiting for like my arms to blow up, waiting for my legs to blow up, waiting for my lungs to just say like, bend over and breathe. But I just felt good the whole time. And I remember being like, Dylan's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> you know, He's watching from the stands and my family was there. And I'm just like, they're going to be so happy for me. And it was just unreal. I saw it. <laughs> it was so it fun. Was, it was such a great event to watch. And I think it was one of them events where 
obviously you have the commentary, but it was quite hard to figure out where people were at until the right. very final kind of rounds. Um, right. Did it feel, when you're actually in that moment, obviously so you're, you're between two of the best in the world, are you right. thinking about where they're at or are you just thinking about yourself? I, I have no idea where Laura was at, but I was definitely focused on where Tia was because if I knew, I knew if I stayed close to Tia, I'm going to do pretty well on that. Yeah. And I didn't even know I was good at the parallel bars until we were what 21, 59 reps in. And I still felt great while people were dying off. So it was fun for me to discover that and the commentators to see it and the crowd to see it like all at once we discovered like, oh, okay, she's pretty good at these. <laughs> there was a lot of newness in last year's game. Yeah. We spoke about the difference with bars. How, as like an athlete, obviously you train, you train for what you know and you train for what you think you're going to know. When you go mm-hmm. in and there's a complete, you like have no idea what's about to happen. How do you prepare for that on the day or the day before when you find out kind of what these workouts are? Unfortunately, at that point, there's not much preparing which is kind of why I loved Boz's programming because it was either you have the skill or you don't and there's no hiding or you can shine if you have it. And it's fun to be backstage and you kind of see the chaos of, okay, we have 20 minutes to try this thing and then we're competing. And I, I personally thrive on that mm-hmm. because I love just like flying by the seat of my pants and trusting my gymnastics ability or the strength training I've been doing to get me through And I like it because nobody, you can train as hard as you want, but at the games, you either trained good or you didn't. And there's no hiding. There's no practicing the workouts over and over and over again to perfect them. It's like, are you fit or are you not? Yes or no. Yeah. And it it does show, I suppose, you know, when people do have gaps and even as, as kind of um, spectators, you can see that even if you don't really know the sport. Um, And obviously you mentioned earlier, I was going to ask you what your, like most favorite and least favorite workouts were of last year but I just want to ask your opinion on the capital because I think firstly watching that obviously there was a huge CrossFit moment about the CrossFit community and it was such an incredible Mm -hmm. event to watch it also looked horrific (laughs) so (laughs) what was that one like first and foremost first of all did you enjoy watching it as a spectator from home could you feel the yeah the and I think particularly at the end watching it um you know with Rebecca Fuselay and everyone coming through it was so emotional to watch and I can't I can only imagine what it would have been like to actually be there but just the pain on everyone's faces (laughs) dropping that sandbag at the end it makes it that's where I love CrossFit because you're like oh I enjoyed working out but I don't push myself that no it's it's amazing to watch um particularly with a long event because I think sometimes you can you can lose interest a little bit or you're kind of like oh I'm just gonna forward this a little bit but it was right. it to engage the whole time that event I think that's good you know, that event I thoroughly as bad as it was loved it because of the moments at the end like the run in the middle got really dark but the final stretch of carrying the sandbag on your back on your shoulder and then having to carry it up the steps just was unreal the crowds that were there like the whole street was lined up I'll get it in a second the whole street was lined up just screaming cheering and they'd magically like know my name know the person's name next to me which blew me away because 
I mean, there's a lot of us out there, but to say like, let's go Cara, let's go Cara, let's go Ariel. Let's, like they knew exactly who to cheer for. And it was just a beautiful moment, but it hurt so bad. Like you'll, we went back and watched that event just to see it. And I didn't realize like people would lay on the finish line and volunteers would literally be like, get out of the way. And they'd pick them up and just drag them to the grass. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. There's a really, I think it, I think it was Mayhem's um, like YouTube videos last year and mm-hmm. they like gee and, and they were literally like dragging them along like to the walls with the fans to just walk. Exactly. <laughs> they just looked and it was, it's a really hard point I suppose at that time where you are like, you're dying, you know, I can't move and someone's trying to push you out the way. <laughs> right. And you're, you're like, just, just let me want... lay here. <laughs> just give me a second. Exactly. But it's that's what makes it beautiful Mm -hmm. to me. It's just like the carnage that happened at the end makes all of that so much more fun to watch. It was great. And as you say, it was such a community event. And that's what I love about they have kind of the outdoor workouts and everything. What obviously I'm assuming Elizabeth was a highlight, but of the events of, of last year's games, are there any that stand out as a real kind of highlight or any of your favorite workouts? I definitely, of course, loved Elevated Elizabeth, but I also, I thoroughly enjoyed all the weird stuff he threw at us, like the skill medley with the strict pegboard. I loved the handstand push-ups, and I really enjoyed the swimming workout. It was hard to watch. We tried to go back and watch it, but it was hard to watch on the screen. But the, it was just fun how it was, okay, if you get in this interval, you get to keep progressing with the skier. And if you get in this one, you get to keep swimming. So that was just a fun take on swimming. Cause usually it's just jump in the lake and try yeah. not to drown. <laughs> I think it was nice. Cause especially the last few years, it has been long swimming events where you can't really right. tell who's where in the water. Everyone's out. So yeah, it did make it different and fun. Are there, what, going like as a training CrossFit obviously now you're you've had a lot of experience with with CrossFit in general when you first started what were like your biggest weaknesses or the things that you really had never done throughout your life definitely double unders were really hard ring muscle-ups because as a gymnast we only do the bars so anything on the rings was pretty tricky weightlifting was really hard like the technique of a clean the technique of a snatch all the new movements I say all the new movements some people come in already knowing them but those the techniques of everything took me a long time to get like double unders took me almost a year ring muscle ups almost a year so I'm blown away when people come in like to work out and they're like yeah I want to learn a ring muscle up and I'm like okay you see me do it realistically it took a long time to get it just because there's so much technique what do you think yeah I mean I'm very unskilled so everything at the moment (laughs) um oh no I mean if I ever get a ring muscle up then we'll be it'll be about 10 years time (laughs) Um, there you go I always say I'm training for my master's career (laughs) good how old are you I'm 26 I've got like nine years you know I'm there oh plenty of time too much time actually um that's so fun what about things like well like swimming for example and running and all these things that come into the games every year did you do that a lot before you started CrossFit I running not so much I did do track but I did more sprints not the like long distance three mile run to the capital 
but I was a lifeguard growing up in high school. So that does help and transfer over. But as much as I love to swim, I still, I don't like open water. So if you throw me in a pool, love it. Open water is just not my favorite. Yeah. Them lakes in Madison do look pretty savage. They're gross. And like, you just have seaweed stuck to your goggles and it just, it doesn't taste good either. Not my favorite. (laughs) No, and you always start the weekend with them normally as well, right? So mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, that's a great way to introduce myself to Madison. Um, yeah, and the first, touching on that, sorry to cut you off. The first year at the games, a memory I have that just like still grosses me out. We had the mile swim, three mile kayak, outdoor event, two outdoor events. And then we ended in the Coliseum. They didn't let us shower, hose off. Like we went straight from the lake okay, change clothes. Now you're at North Park doing the ring muscle up pig flip. Now you're doing the sprint. Now you're back in the Coliseum. So I remember just feeling disgusting all day Mm -hmm. and then showering and then, hey, come back and do it again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's things like that you don't think about, particularly watching because you all just kind of, you know, you get, you watch event from event and you don't think about the transitions that you will have. What's it like, obviously the prep in between and not, I suppose, not knowing, right? So you don't really know the layout right. of the weekend until the day before. How right. do you prepare for that? Or do you? Man, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how to prepare for it. <laughs> but l- last year, it was nice. They let us like leave the venue a little bit. The first year, I just remember feeling like we were locked in the Coliseum basement all weekend. And it was just, okay, make sure you have food, make sure you have water, and try and just get away from people and detach and go to your happy place before you have to do it all over again. Mm. I don't know a good tactic, just eat food (laughs) and drink water. (laughs) That's all you can do. Um, One thing I love about you and your training is you are very solo. I know you have training partners and things, but you train in your garage, right? So you Mm -hmm. work out a lot on your own um, programming, et cetera. What's that like from... Well, actually, just in general, what's that like? Why do you choose to do it that way? Yeah, I, I, I love it. I wouldn't even say I chose to do it. It just mm-hmm. kind of happened and I rolled with it and I loved it. So my first year going to the games, I was at a CrossFit affiliate. And then always when you're, unfortunately, with people, there's drama. So there was drama, made it to the games, didn't give this person enough credit, didn't give this person enough credit. And I was just like, guys, I'm just here to work out. I had this amazing games trick. Like, please just let me do this. So I had to leave that one, went to a different affiliate. Nothing happened wrong with that affiliate. It's just, there's, there's people there's, okay, I'm taking up too much space here. Too many people are talking to me. I can't get my stuff done. So eventually I want to go back to the community because I do love people in the community, but it got to where after the games last year, I just wanted to work a little bit harder and I couldn't with people talking to me. So I was like, I'm just going to work out from home. I'll try it out for a month. And I loved it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try it out for two months. Okay. Maybe January 1st, I'll go back to the gym. And I just have never had the desire to go back. And it's been so peaceful, lonely at times, mm-hmm. but I don't have to deal with any outside voices, any outside drama, pressure. I come in, I can work out as long or as little. Music can be loud, gym can be messy, and it doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's made the season so peaceful. 
which I hate saying because I do have good people in my life, (laughs) but just like any outside stress has been completely removed and it's been awesome. Yeah, I I love that. I quite enjoy it working out alone sometimes. I think you can just go into yourself and as much as a class and everything is great. Yeah, it's sometimes really good. Does it make it harder going from them being in your own, in your own environment to going out onto a competition floor with a a lot more people and distractions and everything? Does that not being in an affiliate make it harder um, to transition, I suppose? Yeah, this semifinals was my first time to test it. So Mm -hmm. good question. And I had the kind of same thoughts, like, what will this feel like? But I found I had a lot of adrenaline. So I would, I go to my dark place in the gym and the only voice I have is the one in my head saying, okay, go faster. Okay, can you handle a little bit more? Don't die. So it was really refreshing to be on the floor and hear people screaming at me. And the voice in my head is saying, okay, go a little faster. And when that voice gets negative, I've got all these people in the crowd just screaming and yelling. So it was fun to test that theory. And I felt good throughout all the semifinal workouts. So it was also reassuring to know like, okay, what you're doing is still working. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very different. Yeah. I still it got is. it. <laughs> it is. What do you hear when you're on the competition floor? Like, are you listening for like your husband or are you listening to like the MC? What, what do you listen out for when you're actually in it? On the floor? You and I think so much alike because I had this question you just asked about what will it be like in front of the crowd when you're training alone? And then I actually thought of that exact thing on event six, which was the rower and rope climb. Yeah. Cause I always, I'll hear my husband yell, I'll hear the announcers talk, but I don't ever remember hearing music or like, what, what are we hearing? So I specifically on event six, listen for music <laughs> and on the rower, I remember hearing it and it's like an alarm or like a noise that you hear and it just gives you anxiety. Semifinals has like one track on repeat and there's no words in it. So it's just the same noise over and over and over again on a replay. And once I had focus to listen to it, I was like, I know the sound. Like the sound gives me nightmares because this is all I hear when I'm in the dark place. So I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah. But I remember specifically listening for the music and I did not like the music. <laughs> it's funny because when you watch at the early, in semifinals like the earlier heats you obviously hear a lot more because they don't have the commentary but then the the later heats we can't hear like watching it online you can't hear what you guys are hearing so it's really interesting to kind of figure out what you're listening out yeah. to, what you can and can't hear because it's so loud as well right so isn't it yeah so when like your husband yeah, and- is hearing for your name can you hear him like or do you listen I, I can I listen for it and I can usually hear him and then I have an agent named Jared and he'll be at the study finals and I can usually hear those two voices are the ones I always hear because they're just low and they're always positive like they'll be like let's go Ariel you've got this whereas some coaches will be like push harder go faster but me and my husband have learned like what motivation works for me and what doesn't and any negative of like push harder my brain reads it as you're not pushing hard enough, go faster. Or the negative of like, run to the thing when it's like, no, just say like, you're doing great. Give me positive affirmation. 
So I always hear them and they always know how to word it. So mm-hmm. I receive it like nicely and encouraging. <laughs> there you go. If anyone is watching or listening that is going to the games this year, that's the kind of positive yes. that you want to hear. <laughs> no we'll, hurry well, I, Yeah, because I learned real quick when we've been, me and my husband have been together for a long time. So the first time I ever did the open, he would say things like, you can breathe when you're done. Um, quit bending over. And I just had to really self-reflect and be like, why do I hate that cheering? Like, I'd rather him say nothing. And I was like, okay, I need positive. Like, you look strong. You look great. Like anything to distract yourself. No, that's good to know if we ever Mm -hmm. come across in person. Um, So going in, we are like eight weeks out from the games-ish. Yeah. What's the, what's the vibe? What are the goals this season for the games? Yeah. Number one is to go in healthy. So I'm going to train hard, but I'm going to also try and listen to my body and not like semifinals. I went in with a little elbow tweak. I'm hoping to go into the games feeling great. And just so I can give it my all. The goal would be top 10. The dream would be to be higher than top 10. Mm-hmm. Not just to get paid. <laughs> yeah. This year I'd love to get paid, but it's not just to get paid. <laughs> Uh, it's so great we are so looking forward to cheering you on I'm not gonna let you go just yet because I'm gonna throw some quick fire questions at you first Um, let's do it so firstly your favorite lift probably snatch I like that I feel like I can hold my own on a snatch versus a clean Mm -hmm. and I think the snatch event at semi-finals that we just had I know you posted about it kind of how that moment was such a big one for you it was so good to watch and so much more interesting (laughs) wasn't it I loved it yeah we went the commentators nailed it on the head they're like the last 30 seconds of the lift and the run like kept you on your toes the whole time but Mm -hmm. the first five and a half minutes you were just kind of like whatever I can look away but the last 30 seconds were intense yeah it was great to watch um what about your favorite overall movement I always love a good handstand walk anything gymnastic-y uh preferred shoes to work out in tear of course uh and a gym accessory you can't live without Ooh, i probably would say the machines like an echo bike or a skier or a rower because that's one thing that can always get my heart rate up if it needs to be Mm -hmm. love that uh, your favorite benchmark workout? Mm. Probably Diane. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. And my final question for you, if you could build and be in a dream team at the games, who would you have alongside you? Ooh, good question. I'd probably want me. Of course, Rich Froning would be awesome to be on the team. Maybe Matt Frazier and then Danny Spiegel. That would that's be a great team. That's a solid team. Yeah. I don't think we could ever make it happen, but it's a dream. You never know. You never know. Um, right. But thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me. It has been so great. Cannot wait to watch you. Fittest mum in the US. Again, keep going. It's thank you. Thanks for having to have. Um, but yeah, best of luck. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Love chatting with you.